If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Turned on so many ways that I try to forget you, but I won't. When you text me that you miss me, first you need me, then you don't. It's like a bittersweet honeymoon. We fell too fast too soon. And now you pass me like a stranger in the room. What's up, besties? I'm here at the Hall Wine Studio. Welcome to this week's episode of Pillows and Beer. We've got a really special guest uh, coming on a little later in the show, and I'm joined by Nick Norris in one of the Virginias. What's up, Nick? What's going on, man? How are you doing? Good, good. I'm excited to have Jordan on today. Yes, Jordan McGraw. He should be fun. You guys yeah. just heard him. Yeah, he's uh, he's got, you know, well, you'll hear more about Jordan in a little bit. Uh, Do you see the picture I just sent you? Yes, I did. So. My first question was, well, obviously it's very cool that you got a very big like storefront. It's very like Property Brothers esque and like all of those Joanne. It's like yep. all the HGTV people ask, but yeah, what's the, the bees for? Bumblebees are in. Bumblebees are in, and uh, what we're talking about is one of our big new displays at a Fred Meyer store out west. Um, we've got an entire spring collection launching in Fred Meyer stores, and then moving on to Kroger. So that's very exciting. Um, gosh, there's so much to talk about, Nick. If only this was a conspiracy uh, episode um, or a truth episode. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I learned to drive a forklift this weekend. That was yeah, we, yeah, I mean, I'm sure most people saw on Instagram Live. Or at least I saw it on Jerry's live. I don't know if it was on, or was it on yours. I can't remember. Yeah, it was on mine. Jack was holding it for me. They were like, let's go live. And I was like, I'm not comfortable going live in general. Uh, <laughs> and now we're going to do my first time driving a forklift, but it went okay. I mean, the thing is, is our generation grew up playing video games and, you know, heavy machinery is kind of like a big arcade game, except the consequences are a lot heavier and you have to respect stuff like that. I mean, like it's so powerful. Like at one point I dropped the hydraulic lift a little too low and it, I saw all of the shelving start to bend and I was like, Oh geez. No, I, my dad and I were watching cause you know, of course <laughs> we're both in the construction and my dad was like, Jerry's being very patient with him. I'll give him that. 
Because well, we were laughing. You didn't do terrible. No, like, well, it was, was my like, first time. Yeah, no, who's the? Was there a kid? Who's the kid on top on the top? Well, show? that's why I have footage of it that I'm going to send you. But I'm like, I don't think OSHA is going to be happy about. Well, I was like, I was laughing out loud. I was like, oh, I got to make a fake OSHA account. And get in the comment section here. <laughs> yeah, he was standing on top of the shelves. Uh, I was like, I wonder what my penalty would be as the owner of this company. Um, Probably not. No, no, you're fine. We do that shit all the time. You should see the things that we could have gotten in trouble for. I had a ladder set up in the back of my pickup on like going three stories up. Well, that's and yeah, so that that's a bad one. And I was thinking I was like, I would definitely use this as a lift, like put a piece of plywood over the forks and like have someone lift me up. But oh, you know, people do that all the time. Yeah. Well, because instead of buying a whole new lift, but, you know, small business stuff, um, it's obviously not safe. Don't condone forklift. No, I'm not condoning it unless you're a professional Um, and there's plenty of professionals out there. And I saw your uh, college confessional question. I do follow them, but it makes me, it pisses me off that I do because they're all fake now, you know? Fake though, because some of them are like, you always say, Nick, you make up half these, like the one that was today about like driving around, like when you're feeling lonely yeah. and getting, you know what, from uh, homeless women. I was like, no one's making that up at Eastern Michigan or Kentucky. I see. I think they just, they have created like someone writes the most absurd thoughts that come to their head during the day. I think it started off well. And then like anything, they started to try to compete, but um, yeah, we'll get more into that after uh, Jordan. Yeah, um, but like, if you know what we're talking about, I highly, well, I don't highly recommend following it because like Craig says, it pisses me off sometimes. Some of them are funny, but some of them are just so outlandish that I would have to agree with you that people are just writing these things in and see, I just think don't it's know. the moderator. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with you. But some if of you them, are listening, college confessions come on the pod. Yeah, I 100% wrong. agree. Because I need to, uh, I need to know how many of those are real and how many are not. Some of them I definitely believe are real, the more low key ones. But there are some very ridiculous ones out there. But I don't know. I figured you'd be all over that since you're all about the conspiracies. But I yeah, feel like I mean, that's a good look, one. some are, some are. You can tell when they're real and you can tell when they're not. I mean, but it'd be funny. I mean, they'll never admit the fake ones, but it would be funny if there was a way to take a quiz because I feel like I can see right through the created. I I think so, too, but I feel like some would shock you. But I just don't think that any of the ones that would shock you, people would actually DM someone because you're still DMing them from your account. So it's not like somebody knows who you are. Or unless they have an anonymous like email set up, Um, like some of the gossip sites out there now. Um, oh, well, that's just bullshit. I, if you're going to write, I gossip pisses me off because if you're going to gossip, please do it proudly. Don't hide behind a fake name. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you get used to that. Well, I mean, it's well, yeah, but as a lawyer, like you should be able to face your accuser, you know? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Or I at least like the problem is, is that, you know, you are asked for a comment sometimes, but the best thing to do is to not comment. But that's, I think the most frustrating part for a lot of people is like, well, why can't I just say like, that's not true, you know? And it's like, if you're going to like just cyber bully someone just relentlessly, at least do it. Don't hide behind your freaking a fake name. Well, no, because they're, they're wussies of your uh, cyber bullies are losers. And they're just, Ugh. 
says more about them than it says about you. I wish we could teach everyone that. Um, But the bullies are defended in today's day and age. So you can't just suck. We are headed. It's not a sucker. No, you should be able to punch them square in the nose. And guess what? They're never going to pick on someone again. But if you do that, you'll get suspended now. And the bully will be, you know, encouraged. uh, Told not to do that. That was their punishment. Barely. barely. Yeah, exactly. Tisk, tisk, tisk. But yeah, no, I don't know. So did you have a good weekend apart from, uh, yeah, well, learning I was, how to drive a forklift. I was sick. Um, hey. I hadn't been sick in a while, but I got run down and, uh, it's funny that when you do get run down, um, how easy it is for a bug to jump on you. So I had a pretty bad head cold for a couple oh, of days. The worst. And if you can hear it, it's still like still kind of dealing with it, but I woke up, <clears throat> I fell asleep at like, 9 30 one night and woke up to someone's phone call at like 10 30 and I was supposed to be somewhere at 11 and I just don't like I'm a seven hour sleeper and so I was like oh my body's definitely recovering right now and so Sunday I had a good day I ate Panera and bread or I ate Panera in bed all day and didn't leave my house well sometimes those weekends are fun although I mean, I'm guessing down there it's been nice for a little bit, but like this weekend was like the first weekend where I wore shorts in a very long time. Yeah. And I was happy about that. I'm ready for the warmer weather. What did you do this weekend? Uh, one of my buddies came into town with his girlfriend and we went to like a bunch of wineries and kind of went down downtown Charlottesville to like a bunch of breweries and stuff like that. So That's really fun. Yeah. No, we had, it was a good weekend. It's the first time I've had fun in like, cause January and February just suck when you're up North cause you can't really do much. Right. Well, it's slow. uh, Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I didn't mind it because I didn't feel too sick. The problem is, is like, I just have any energy. Talk to someone from work and they were like, yeah, why? Like everyone can tell I'm tired. That's the thing. It's a big kick in the, kick in the crotch for your being tired. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Word from our sponsors. And we'll be right back with Jordan McGraw. Peter Gabriel returns to the stage live in 2023. Peter Gabriel, I.O. the tour. Peter Gabriel, live across North America. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. I.O. coming soon. Visit PeterGabriel.com. Hey, sweetie, what do you think of our new car from Carvana? Think it can handle our busy family? Well, we have seven days to see. First, we can take the scenic route to the beach and stargaze through the moonroof. We'll see if your drums fit in the trunk. Then we can pick up mommy's friends and check out that leg room. And we should really visit grandma. She's getting up there. That's like a whole lifetime in seven days. And like one busy family. With our seven-day money-back guarantee, you can confidently shop for cars 100% online. Visit Carvana.com for all terms and conditions. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Shotgun in his Lincoln. I want to know everything he's thinking about interstellar travel and calling yourself mud. I'll meet you down in Texas at Dallas Buyers Club. You'll always be the baddest wolf on Wall Street. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're here with someone very special. This Texas born singer and Los Angeles based pop punk maverick caught the attention of audiences across the U.S. supporting the Jonas Brothers Remember This Tour. 
He performed fan favorites, including Her and She, and previewed the edgier new sound of his forthcoming EP with his newest single, Makane, which you just heard there. What's up, Jordan McGraw? What's up, man? How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us, man. I, I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been listening to, uh, to the music all day. I didn't like put two and two together, uh, when you were coming on. Cause I've actually like <laughs> some of your songs are on my playlist. Cause I'm a big, um, you know, big emo music kid from back in the day. And, nice. Uh, I know you draw a lot from like Blink-182. Are stuff. we all in some way? I mean, we, I, and if you're not, then I don't know if we get along, you know, or you're lying. Yeah. If you weren't sad when you were a teenager, you can fuck off. Yeah. Like my, <laughs> my gym we playlist. We through that, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how are things? You said you're, you're out in LA right now. I am. Yeah. I'm home. Uh, just finishing up an album. And uh, chasing kids around the house. Yeah, congrats on the two. My my uh, girlfriend uh, is a big, big fan of your wife, Morgan. So she was really excited that you were coming on. She awesome. almost joined us, actually. Um, I think Paige actually um, sat in for Morgan on her um, e-show when she was on paternity oh, yeah. leave just for like an episode or two. So uh, small awesome. world, small world there. But yeah, how was it uh, being on tour or on stage with the Jonas Brothers? I mean, what was that moment like? Uh, you know, they're like, I, they're my best friends. So we were friends before the tour. And so it was just like, you know, you, you, you're like, they're totally normal dudes. So you're used to like hanging out, drinking tequila and playing golf. And then you kind of forget that, um, you know, stadiums of people show up. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they're like, you want to open for me? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And then you get out to the stage at like Fenway park and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, cool. <laughs> All right. You're, you, you downplayed this a little bit and then, you know, their <laughs> fans are the coolest fans and it's just a blast. And then you get off stage and go back to drinking tequila and playing golf. Are there still nerves when you, uh, when you walk out, even though you've been playing for a while? I never really, I get more nervous in a room full of like five people than I do in a room full of 50,000. Like I, I, it's cause at least I have a purpose, you know, you like put me on stage, give me a guitar, I'll figure it out. You put me in a room in a cocktail party and tell me to go like make a friend. And I'm like, uh, so weather, huh? Yeah, no, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I, I get, I still get butterflies anytime I have to do like live like live TV or whatever. But as soon as the light goes green, you kind of black out. Um, yeah. But uh, I, we had a, we had a show in, I think Boston just doing this, you know, podcast. And uh, I threw up in the bathroom before and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> I don't know how like art. And it was like a thousand person show. It was nothing compared to what you guys are doing. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's, it really is different though. It's like, you know, I, I have to talk like, you know, maybe 10 seconds at a time. And I do my best to offend uh, every mother in the room. But other than that, like everything else is like super rehearsed. And we just, we play the songs, have fun with each other and, and get gone. So that's there's not, a, there's not a lot of, not a lot to be nervous about. Yeah. I, uh, the only one of, um, I think Joe was in Charleston for something. I met him at an event, but super nice guy. Like you said, just normal people who happen to have yeah. millions of people that follow them around. But Hey, you're, you're on the same track. I mean, you had, what was it? We should still be friends, which that's one of my favorites. Uh, go to 5 million Thanks, views on YouTube. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that was uh, that like snuck up too. I try I try not to like check too often. I if you have if you're putting music out on Spotify, they give you like a, a different app to Spotify for artists, and you can track your daily plays. And that's bad enough because I just there's no comments on that, so I, I let <laughs> myself read that. But like YouTube, I, I can't I can't go down that hole. No, yeah, that's a that's a if you have the discipline not to. I mean, that's that's the key. Did you get one of yeah. those plaques for hitting those numbers, or wh- when do you get one of those plaques? I don't know, but I don't I don't have one. <laughs> I'd, if I if I do one, they better not send it to the wrong address. Yeah, Nick, don't you get like you get a plaque. So I think it's it's either subscribers or views, but I thought if you hit like 1 million views, you're supposed to get something from them. Yeah, you might want to check. I, think, I feel like 1 million is like a hoodie. Like you get a, you get like a, but a, one two, a, a two XL hoodie. Yeah. But I mean, I mean you, but 1 million is a lot, but 5 million, you're starting to hit that upper echelon. Granted, some people get like 100 million views, but yeah, right. 5 million, you're in that one percentile. You're just not in the one percentile of the one percentile. Yeah, exactly. I want that. I want that one of one. You know what I mean? Well, your, I mean, your music videos are fun. They kind of remind me of back in the, you know, the golden era of MTV um, and some of those um, like American Hi-Fi, those like music videos oh, yeah. of like, you know, I mean, you had the whole Vanna, Vanna White thing um, with your wife with like Wheel of Fortune, uh, your dad and John Mayer made a cameo in one of them. Is that, do you enjoy making the music videos or where does that inspiration come from? Yeah, you know, I grew up, a huge Blink fan, a huge Foo Fighters fan, you know, like all of those guys. And so to me, like a music video, is, if, you, if you don't have fun making a music video, you're like wasting a totally awesome opportunity, like serious or sad or happy, whatever the song is, like you have a chance to make something like really fun to watch. And uh, I just refuse to sit under like some moody light and, and just like pretend I take myself way too serious. So I just... <laughs> You refuse to be real emo. You're like, I like the old emo (laughs) music, but I'm not actually, I'm going to break out of this. Yeah. It's well, we'll call it ironic. You know, I'm not, I'm not really happy. I'm just like rubbing it (laughs) into the people that are. No, I think that's, that's a great way uh, to do it, but it's gotta be fun. I mean, you're basically making, I mean, how much creative control do you have? Is it all you that's like writing and designing that? Cause it's pretty like creative stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I have like the ultimate say, but, uh, I'm a huge believer in like surrounding yourself with people that are better at what you want to do than you could possibly be. So, you know, I'll like come up with like the sketch of the idea and then, um, like the wheel of fortune one, um, it was just like, wouldn't it be crazy if we got the wheel of fortune set? And then somebody heard that and went and asked the right people and, I'll tell you what's crazy about that though, is like the list of rules that they give you when you're on their set. Cause the legacy that they have to protect, like they had to know every scene that we were going to do and approve every word that was on the board and all of that. So what about the song? Which itself? I respect. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I didn't realize that it was the, this real wheel of fortune set. Oh yeah. That's we were, we were like, if we, if we get the set, we'll do the idea. If not, we're coming up with something else. So yeah, it was the, it was the real thing. That wheel is, the wheel is nuts. Yeah. Were they okay with the song that you made the video to? Oh yeah. I think like 10 people had to approve it. That's, that's, that's wild. I mean, I mean, it's just a yeah. fun thing. And so I know you started playing, um, as a teenager, right? Like playing the guitar. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was the, the the most emo phase. I had no friends, so I, I bought a guitar. 
I, I, it wasn't an Azimo of a way. Like I had just moved from Dallas to LA. I was 15. It was middle of summer. So I like couldn't quite drive yet uh, legally. And yeah, I'd like, didn't have a reason to meet anybody yet. So I was just like kind of sitting around and I went and bought a Tom DeLong strat. Well, that'd be, I mean, myself in my room. Yeah. Moving from, I mean, I never had to move as a kid or, or like a teenager, you know, it was my choice for like college, but I always thought that that would be difficult. And I feel like moving to LA would be not the easiest place. Dude, it was the coolest thing in the world for me though. Like I was moving from Dallas which is like, I, I love Dallas Cowboys fan forever, but it's a little slow. And so like 15, like just getting, learning how to drive and just like getting a little bit of freedom to move to like the coolest city in the world was, it was awesome. And you were like, I'm going to buy a guitar and stay in my, my room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't come in here, mom. When did you start writing? Did that come naturally to you? Uh, yeah, kind, kind of, I, I just learned like every Nirvana and Blink song and Green Day song that I could, cause they were all the easiest to play. And then, um, yeah, I, I, the, I got a guitar teacher at one point and he realized pretty quickly that I didn't want to do what he told me to do. So he kind of helped me, uh, write. So he taught me by helping me write songs. So they were really shitty songs, but I started as soon as I could like, put a few chords together. No, I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I'm sure that guy has a special place, uh, in your, you know, your story. Oh yeah. As he's, a, he's had the same, the same eighties mullet since no way since the eighties. Uh, oh yeah. It's still like, you know, the crown of his head just like kind of poofs up and it just like, what do you call him? Uh, his name's Carmen. I just call him Carmen. Carmen. Well, Carmen, <laughs> I, I mean, that's not a, not a stale I, name. I don't even know where he is now. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I would love to say that we're like best of friends and sentimental, but he came and heard one of my bands while he's like a blues guy. And uh, he was in tower of power, which is like the blues, like gods for a while there. And uh, he came to one of my rehearsals one time and he was just like, Hmm, cool. All right. Well, I'm going to (laughs) go. I was like, okay. So I see that you're still not really listening to me, but I'm glad you're doing your. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Your thing. Uh, Do they, do your songs. um, I know bad days is uh, Nick's new favorite um, and much better. And um, much better is a great one too. The Santa Claus one. I just love Christmas. So the Santa Claus one is my, you know, my jam too. But um, are they all from personal experiences or what do you draw from when you are, you know, writing these songs? Man, I, it's like, I, I, yes, because I do it, but no, because at the end of the day, I also just want to write like something cool and fun. So I, I think it's probably about 50, 50, like, you know, bad days is about a hangover. I'm very uh, familiar with that. <laughs> um, so that's, that's pretty personal. I did, I did buy a skateboard. I have a stack of skateboards back here and I can barely uh, go forward. So some of it's, some of it's pretty personal. And then, you know, some of it's just like, just seemed like a good idea in the shower. So I, I cranked it out. Yeah. I feel like we all, I didn't didn't crank it. Maybe (laughs) portrait. I I was going to save you on that one. (laughs) Yeah. I was cranking it out in the shower and, uh, that's where he gets his inspiration. He's like, (laughs) yeah. That, you know, you don't pick your porn. We say that all the time. You know, you don't pick, you don't pick your porn. You just kind of click on whatever gets you going, and uh, it finds you. Yeah, it, it does, and and I guess yeah, that's palm trees for 
for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you did you have you written about uh, your wife at all, Morgan, and the kind of unique way that you know your relationship has gone? Uh, kind of. I, I wrote she about an actual experience that was she woke up with me and she was super mad at me for something I did in a dream. And uh, oh, dude, I deal. My my girlfriend is bad about that. Like it'll it'll oh, yeah a couple hours, and she's like, and I know something's off, and she'll finally tell me, and she's like, you're really bad last night, and I was like, I hate that guy. <laughs> he sounds like a douchebag. Yeah, bag. dream me is a dick. Yeah, yeah, and he's all like some of the things she tells me. I'm like, where the fuck do you even come up with that? Like he's awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, so I, that was we were like stuck in a house in quarantine, so I wrote a song about that. But um, as far as like a love song, like I'm really it's one of those things where like, it seems like such a bigger task than it probably is, but I, I have, I've like kind of been afraid to do it full on. So, you know, like she's, she's definitely an inspiration in some of the, some of the moments and some of the songs, but I haven't done the sappy love song yet. Well, you, I mean, you put a lot of pressure on yourself probably too, cause you want it to be good enough and that will probably never yeah. be the case if you solely dedicate it to it and you're mine. Yeah, exactly. it'll be good enough for every you know everyone else will think so but yeah and there's like there's some i write by myself and some i write uh, with with a friend of mine but um i feel like that one has to be by myself because if another dude is like throwing suggestions in about my wife i'd be like what do you mean beautiful <laughs> yeah what did you just like, say? She is, she is, she is. Yeah. But what, why do you, why do you want to put it in there? Chill, chill, Johnny. Yeah. Go, go, yeah. go <laughs> take a lot. I'm gonna write this by myself. Yeah. Um, with you guys, I mean, did you, um, I know a little bit about the story. I know you guys dated formally in life and then got back together around quarantine. Was that something the second time around that you kind of both knew or did it take some time or did COVID kind of speed stuff up? Uh, yes to all of those. I think, uh, COVID definitely helped, but, um, I had, we had like kind of started talking back and forth, uh, while I was on tour in Europe. And so we couldn't see each other. So I think that kind of like built up a little bit of, uh, like good tension. And then, uh, when I got back, um, we just like, I was, I was living in a hotel cause I'd sold my house before tour. And so I was just like, come crash here. There's room service. And so we, uh, you know, that's did awesome. what adults do. And, uh, and then quarantine happened and I had to rent a house and I was like, do you want to come with me? Like, we didn't know if the world was like actually shutting down or like imploding yet or like what it was. And I was like, do you want to just come with me and like, let's just see what happens. And, she said, yeah. And we drank too much wine and smoked too much weed and hung out. And then when the world opened back up, we were like engaged. We were like, wait, what, what happened? No, that's also, I mean, COVID did with COVID. I think COVID either brought when the world opened up again, like I found myself in a situation, you know, God bless everyone involved, but I feel like COVID kind of brought me into like with someone that I, probably wouldn't have found in regular life. So when the world opened up, we were like, what the hell are we doing? And like kind of went back yeah. our separate ways. Um, and you know, it, it kind of did that COVID either brought like, but see COVID didn't, this isn't about me, but I'm saying like COVID didn't no, some people like it. when they were like forced together and you know, people that had been married or whatever started to like 
hate each other. For a lot of people yeah. that I know, it was like, no, it's fun to have a roommate right now and everyone's partying together and like having fun. But then when the world opened up, I was like, okay, it's time to go back to like regular life. But yeah, no, it was cool. We like, uh, we just kind of got, so we were like both kind of in the same mindset when we started talking, like we were both like, is this real? Or we like, are we like, is this what I think it is? And so like being able to just like be stuck together, it was like, she, she always says, she's like, I called my mom, my mom at one point and I was like, he cooks and can take the trash out. So like, he's a real person. And I like kind of had similar feelings. I was like, okay, like we're like making this whole thing work without uh, the distraction of like, you're leaving the house for a few hours. I'm going to sweep a bunch of shit under the rug. You know, we like basically played house for a few months. Yeah. If you were going to find God, I hate how much the girls use this word now, but if you were going to find an ick with each other and you didn't, when you were living together during, you know, the beginning of a relationship, then you're on the right course. And then you start to wonder yourself, you're like, yeah, but is this real or is it not? And, uh, yeah. Why? So I rented a house in Malibu and, uh, like coincidentally, Nick Jonas was renting one, like 10 minutes away. I know I dropped a name, but, well, uh, I think if you toured with him, it's okay. He's a, it's just a a real, it's just the truth, real friend. And he had like, uh, like, like four people staying with him and his little bubble. And then as soon as our bubble, kind of closed up we combined bubbles and so we were able to like hang out with a few people and i got the like hey is uh she's cool i think she is <laughs> you know what i mean and so i got the, yeah, do i got we the like this one or is she like secretly like, like are we stuck with her or are we happy that she's here <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly well that's great and then um yeah i mean well, COVID was overdone, not overdone. I'm saying this isn't, we weren't here to talk about COVID, but it, it did have a big effect on all of our lives. I was going to say you're out on LA had a different, the West coast was a lot different than I found myself in the Southeast, which we all like bought golf carts and ended up like riding around. This yeah. Set. It was just like, we, everyone had their own like little, you know, experience. And, uh, and then, so when did the, the first child come from? Is that, I mean, that was, uh, it came from being locked in a house. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, no, yeah, we, it was, uh, like a conscious decision and we knew that, um, you know, we were like, we're probably not going to be able to have like a wedding right when this is over or whatever. And so we were like, yeah, but let's shouldn't like change our, our path and our plan. So, um, that happened while we were there and then, it like kind of made for the the best timing possible because we had our daughter like kind of right when the world started opening back up and it just like made it kind of, we had like a reason to stay in while she was super pregnant. So yeah, that's all. I mean, that's an, it's an incredible story. And yeah, I think you got the timing down um, pretty well. Like you said, you all got to be together um, through all that special time. I'm sure going to the, the doctors and the hospitals were a little, you know, different than usual. Were you even allowed? To oh yeah, I had to there? wait in the car. You know, I had to wait in the car, and like so, all the sonograms were on on Facetime. That's wild, but it sounds like yeah. you guys embraced it. Yeah, like what are you gonna do? Argue with the medical professional yeah, and get thrown in jail? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's really no. I just to see the sonogram. Yeah, and they're like, "Cool, well, you're not allowed," and now the police are coming. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, how? So then you have. Uh, you was your son your second born or your first born? 
second. Yeah, Roe was first, our daughter, and then um, oh, our son was born a year and a day after. That name uh, has a that there's a reason why I reacted that way. I don't know if it's a secret or what I'm supposed to say in this moment, but I will be. I can't wait to tell Paige what your daughter's name is. Awesome. Yeah. I won't. I won't pry. Yeah. I'm not well, pry. I mean, I think. Yeah, she's gonna be like Craig. Shut up. But anyway, she's got some <laughs> secret um, names, but I can say that she's always loved uh, that name. So anyway, sorry. It's, so, it, it suits it suits ours. It's like a, it, it made a pretty strong, stubborn girl in the best way. Good, good. And then yeah. how, and then how old's your son? Uh, he just turned one. They're, they're a year and a day apart, three, 366 days apart. Was that Irish twins? Yeah, that's and that's as close as you could possibly get. I feel like my best uh, two of my best friends, they're brothers, and they're actually Irish, and they are, I think, <laughs> the same amount of days. One is um, one's June fifth, and one's like June sixth or something crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. They're super close. We get, I, we'd knock two birthdays out at once. Yeah. <laughs> do you do separate yeah. parties or one party? We just had the party. We did a, I call it Magralapalooza. And, uh, we did like, they both had like an area in the party, but it was one big party. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, let's talk about a little bit about, um, your new album. Um, I mean, are you like, what is the, what's the feeling like? What's the excitement? How long you've been working on it? Can you tell everyone kind of a little bit of history on it? Yeah, uh, I've been working on it pretty much since like right after, right after the last tour. But um, you know, it's like kind of cheesy and cliche as it sounds. I got sick of um, being like pushed in different directions of like what I should sound like and what I should do. And um, you got to co-write with as many people as possible and all of that. And at, at some point, I was just like, I haven't really figured out like me yet. So I don't want to be in the room with a bunch of people that think they have a better idea. And so, um, I kind of just locked myself in my studio and started writing and it came out, um, you know, like pop punk and a little bit early two thousands and late nineties. And I just kind of like leaned into that. And, um, I wrote a few by myself. I produced a few myself and then the rest, uh, I wrote with a good friend, uh, Mike green, who's done, you know, all time low and Paramore and some 41 and stuff like that. So he was like kind of the perfect guy. And, um, you know, we just like really, really unapologetically leaned into that vibe. And it's like the first time that I have a body of music that I'm like, just, I don't care what people think. I'm just pumped to put it out. Yeah. Well, and I mean, what you'll find is that incredible feeling when people end up loving it and you're like, almost like, see, yeah. I knew I fucking knew what I was doing. And also like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun. And, uh, I can't wait to, maybe I'll get to <clears throat> come to one of your shows or whatever, just to see how happy oh, yeah. like you guys get to be, um, you know, performing. Are you, are you a fan of, did you, when you first started, did you have, I, isn't there kind of a new era in music coming out with the way it's, like the business side of it, especially with like Spotify and all of that, isn't it a little different? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely weird navigating it. Uh, yeah, cause it changes every time you figure it out. Like TikTok, it's like, I, I don't know what's like, come on. Like I can make dumb videos, but like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like you see like some kid like sitting in his room playing his guitar and singing and it's like, holy shit. Good. 
And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I tried it once while I was super drunk. I think it's still on my TikTok. I played a boxcar racer song and I was just like, what? What? Am, why did I do that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have that. You're like, is this what I'm supposed dumb. to be doing? I'm, yeah, I feel so I like it? awkward. Like, I can't smolder at a camera and talk, you know, like I can only do one at a time. We're either smoldering or we're having a conversation. You're like we put me, put we me in the shower at the same time. Yeah, I'm a shower performer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like I, I don't remember the last time I shaved, and meanwhile, this like kid with the babyest skin is like singing about heartbreak that I'm pretty sure he's never had, but I still believe him. <laughs> You're like, you know, it's like okay, cool. So you want me to make ten videos this week? Mm, nah. I'm going to make another song. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's impressive. We have a, I've got like, I started sewing pillows a couple of years ago and do this weird, like home decor thing, love to cook, sew garden. And, um, we have one of my like teammate or employees. Um, he's our social media guy and he has me do these like goofy ass things and I wouldn't be able to do it on his own. And I'm like, look, just tell me what to do. You know, when yeah. you catch me at the right time, because sometimes I'm like, get away from me. There's people here. I don't want to like dance in front of my <laughs> candles. Um, but yeah. sometimes like you see what he puts out and you're like, all right, like that, that was kind of cool. But when it comes to like, I don't think I've posted in like six months on TikTok because I just, I need to do it. But without like a younger person kind of giving me like patting me on the back, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. <laughs> What's funny too is like for me, I'm good at telling other people what to do. I'm good at the like, trust me, bro. But then when it comes to my stuff, I'm like clueless. So like, uh, it's just, I, I, I like, I watch plenty. <laughs> so I know like what's cool. Dude, the rabbit hole is I real. I can't do it. It's real. Like I, oh. I got sick of being made fun of by my girlfriend for seeing things, you know, two weeks later on Instagram reels. <laughs> yeah. And I mean... If, if there is a, I, I don't know what the reason is, but I mean, you can black out and like three hours later be like, why the fuck am I still on TikTok? And you're, Dude, you convince yourself you're learning today. something. <laughs> I had, yeah, no, I, I, I'm making dinner tonight from a recipe I saw and I'm like, still not sure I know all the pieces, but, um, I, I will find out, but like I had literally, I had, so I have a song coming out on Friday. This is a look at that transition. You see that? There you go. That's professional, right? That was, that was a good one. So I have a song coming out on Friday, and Call they were out. like, "Yeah, if you have ten videos up by the time your song comes out, it like helps something that I didn't understand." And I'm like, "Okay, wait. You're just telling me this like now? I got ten. I got seven days to make ten videos. I'm like, do they have to be good? They're like, yeah. Okay. Uh, shit. So I'm, now I'm like scrambling. Like, how do I? Learning like transitions that I just trashed. You're like, I'm trying to make this recipe that I learned from someone in over in India. Yeah. That like, exactly. like I follow this like Indian chef who's like makes these beautiful videos. And I've convinced myself that I'm either going to cook out in the woods with one of those, like, you know, forest chefs or um, cook like <laughs> with the pit, you dig the pit, yeah. put the rebar over the top. <laughs> I want to, I want to do that. The indirect heat. Well, what song have you seen the guy that's like, uh, he's like, good morning. And he like pops a bottle of champagne and ties his, he makes candles out of butter and they melt over the plate. It's like, no, I haven't I'll seen, I've seen the, the two brothers that build pools, you know, out of like nothing. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. But the one guy that's chef that cooks with his dog, you never see his face, but he makes these like awesome 
meals by the river. I always convince myself. I know what you're talking about. That I I'm like gonna, that guy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go camping and, you know, make. See how excited I just got? Yeah. It's, this is what it does to you. <laughs> it really does. And, I mean, it's funny where your algorithm ends up because sometimes it turns dark and you're like, all right, where, how did I get? Yeah. <laughs> How did I get here? I was pretty careful not to click like, like, like on those things. I mean, I let a, I like, I had a social media team like log into my TikTok one time and I like 10 minutes later, the, the girl was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, sorry. I don't, it's it's I a like, weird combination that. It, yeah. I try not I to, to like too many things. Cause I'm like, it still knows. It still knows. Yeah, it does. Cause you, you probably, cause of how long you stay on it. Yeah. And, and if uh, you go to their page, it's yeah. Oh my God. They watch it. They watch every move. No wonder it ends up there. I mean, it probably yeah. tells a lot about a person. You're like, Hey, let me see your TikTok. Let me see your TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mine pretty much sums me up. It's like, I can't even say what, it, oh, what some of it is. Yeah, <laughs> some we'll of we'll take it about. offline and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all crazy shit, you know, but yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Nick would kill me if I didn't ask, but would you, and it should be, it's not that bad. I don't know why I preface things like that. If you had to tell a story <laughs> with you and um, your friends in the bubble or like the Jonas Brothers or the craziest story like on tour that you can tell, what's what's one that pops into mind? Oh, man. Okay. Um, hanging out with David Hasselhoff in Germany was pretty, pretty uh, interesting. He, he had a, yeah. I, That's a good I one. I, I don't, yeah. You're like, that's what it's about, but I can't really I tell like it. I don't want to like, yeah. I, um, but yeah, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of tequila. There was a lot of tequila. And I don't think that people realize that they're as fun as they are. And uh, so there were definitely some interesting. Did he sing? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> I think so. At some point, you're just like, I, I found myself just like following him around backstage. And I was just, Joe got to ride in the Knight Rider car. He has No way. Yeah. That's he just like drives around Berlin in the Knight Rider car. I mean, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? At, at some point, you have to find yourself like, especially when you get to that level, you're like, what can I do next? And you're like, you know what? Always wanted to ride around in that car. I'm just going to do it. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, exactly. also like the guy from Baywatch is just here and the guy from Knight Rider and I'm going to go follow yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, like, I feel like things I'm allowed to tell, there's not like super scandalous things. I think people think the tour is just like this weird uh, giant orgy that happens all the time backstage or something, but it's really just a lot of like grown dudes either drinking tea or tequila and like playing Fortnite in the dressing room. Well, and that high, I mean, don't you love that high when you come off the stage though, and you're just with some of your best friends and you're just like, it's the best. It's the best. I know I think what people don't realize too, is like, um, we're all watching each other on the sides of the stage. You just can't see. But like everybody, when you go to a concert, you're like, I wonder if they're watching. Everybody's always watching everybody. You just don't, you just can't see them. So if there's a lot of like throwing, if you ever see something like randomly be thrown on the stage while I'm performing, it's probably Joe. Just rooting, rooting you on, trying to, you know, messing with you. Oh yeah. Turning things off, <laughs> bringing, uh, putting tequila in your water bottle, things like that. No, that's amazing, man. Well, uh, congratulations on everything. Tell everyone where they can hear the new 
album. Um, I don't have the name of the album. I have all the songs I've been listening to, but I don't have the name. Of I it. haven't told anybody the name oh. of the album. So I'll tell, I'll tell you. Um, so the, the song comes out on Friday. It's called Sunday morning coming down. It's another one about a hangover, but, uh, I write about what I know. And, um, then the album comes out on March 31st. It's called Bort, uh, B-O-R-T. It's like a deep, deep. If you're a big Simpsons fan, you'll get it. If not, um, it's just a funny word, yeah, but, uh, nice. it's, uh, that comes out on March 31st with, uh, can you hear me is the, is the single. Awesome. Well, uh, that's another, did you get to name it something that you wanted to name regardless of what people were telling you? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. There was no, there was no telling me no on that. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations, yeah. Jordan. Uh, thanks for being a friend of ours. I don't know. You've never seen our stupid show. Have you? Oh, yeah, no. of course. Oh, you have? Oh, well, you keep talking about yeah. hangovers. And I was like, well, I've been on a show based around <laughs> drinking for the last nine years of my life. Yeah. Um, and they've yeah, captured. I was, Sorry, go ahead. That's why I was like, ah, yeah, I can bring. I can, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was, uh, we're having like, I'm doing a, um, I get to be in my first like movie and it's like a small role, but I just found out that it's a shirt off role. Actually, I haven't told anyone that either. And we're filming in Connecticut in 21 days. So I was like, you know, being disciplined and also trying not to get too fucked up on camera anymore. And, um, yeah, I mean, that just means the last three days I hadn't drank. And then I was like, I'm not going to do a podcast <laughs> yeah. with Jordan and not, that's, not drink a couple That's what I do. I always like when I'm trying to behave, I'm like, man, I've been sober for so long. My wife will be like, it's been a day. You just didn't have a drink last night. That's I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's big. That you know about, <laughs> we should, uh, we should all hang, um, whether we're out there, yeah. I think we'll be in LA actually for a little bit, um, coming up soon. Uh, have you ever been to Charleston? I have actually. Yeah. Do, did you I've, go? The, I've, I've played there and the music farm know. or the poor house. I don't, I don't I'm, I'm so bad at the names. I don't know, but I do like it. Yeah. You guys should come back if you're ever on the East coast. Cause it's a golf cart city now, which is kind of crazy. So everyone yeah. has golf carts and you just ride out yeah. and go bar hopping and eat oysters. I love that. Um, well, cool, I'm, man. I'm in. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming. Everyone check out Bort. Where's the best place for you for people to listen to Bort? Uh, you can do it on Spotify, um, Apple music, whatever, yeah. wherever you've, Wherever you find your music, go get it. Steal it. I don't care. <laughs> just listen to it. Yeah, just listen to it. Learn the words. Come watch it on concert. Are, will <laughs> yeah, you get exactly. to go on tour for it, or is that not like a thing? Yeah, I, I, my favorite part of all of this is playing live. So I, there's no way I'm not going to play these songs live. They're fun songs, too. So All right. Well, we'll take it out, and then we'll just say uh, bye right after this, if that's cool. Cool. All yeah. right. All right, everyone, as you heard on our podcast today from our guests, we are all very familiar with being hungover. Well, I have a fix for that. Check out Element. That's what I was talking about last week of taking to Mexico. Um, it's spelled L-M-N-T, uh, pronounced Element, but it is an incredible recovery drink. If you've ever woken up hungover like us so much that Jordan wrote a song about it or just been flat out exhausted from working out or an activity, um, a high intense activity, I'll tell you that, uh, you really need to check out Element. So basically the sodium in it acts as a conduit 
uh, for the electrolytes and water, and it makes you feel better. It's basically a supercharged uh, sports drink. Let's just say that. Um, but it tastes so much better. I love it. Um, even, you know, on my low sodium diet, it still fix, fits right in there. Uh, it makes me feel better in the morning, especially with my fitness journey right now. I get super hungover uh, because I'm not drinking that much anymore. And my diet is almost like keto-esque. Uh, so recovery is tough. And without Element, I would have never been able to make it five days in Mexico. And honestly, the mornings after our podcast, it's the first thing I drink. Uh, um, but they came up with a fantastic offer for us. Just go to drinklmnt.com slash pillows and beer. Uh, our listeners can receive a free Element sample pack with any order when they order through our custom partner URL. The sample pack includes one packet of every flavor. Um, it's a perfect offer for people that don't know what I'm talking about or kind of want to give it a try. Uh, this is what my friends do, um, especially as some of them I even gave a couple packets when they were in Mexico with me. Uh, and now this is what they're starting with. So it's a great introduction packet. So anyway, don't travel without it. Don't wake up without it. Uh, go to drinklmnt.com slash pillows and beer. We should still be friends Now you're always someone new Change your clue Don't know Welcome back, everyone, and a huge thanks to Jordan McGraw. That is him. His song, We Should Still Be Friends, which is, I think earlier I said, is my favorite. Um, that's just the genre that I like. And Yeah, no, to. he's fun. He was good. I, I liked him. Cool guy. I've heard a couple of his songs before, and then they, you know, he wanted to come on. I was like, hell yeah. That was awesome. And I didn't know if he, like, you know, watched Southern Charm or not, but... Um, you know, he did, and we all shared a, a wine's cheers. And uh, it's funny because I I didn't know whether to have a glass. Well, anyway, if there was ever a time to have a glass of wine or to not break the habit, it was it was tonight. Yeah. So it was great. And um, fun fact: if he did, if the name sounded familiar, um, or his voice, or if you looked him up, um, and obviously from his music. Uh, yeah. but his dad's actually Dr. Phil, which is pretty incredible, which my parents got a, well, a fascinating feat or fascinating, uh, trait. Why, why are my words gone, Nick? I'm just saying that it's an interesting, uh, not stat. What the fuck am I thinking of? I don't know. Tidbit. Yeah. An interesting <laughs> tidbit. It is, uh, Jordan is Dr. Phil, the man himself's, um, son but jordan has made quite a name for himself and that's why um anyway just he's friends with the jones brothers that's pretty cool they get a tour with them i mean yeah. well it's cool that they were friends and they're like hey yeah. i want to open for us like to be Hell yeah like talented enough and to be in the same business as your friends is great it's kind of like what i did with Corey, where i was like hey yeah. i actually know a guy that would be great for winter house and then brought him on to Summer House and was like, and now I get to work with one of my best friends and these guys get to work with their best friends, which, which is awesome. Um, but that's gotta be pretty crazy opening for like small bands, like that you grew up, not say small bands, but then you're going and you're in front of Disney, a bunch of Disney fans. I mean, that's like, they opened up in stadiums. Oh, I always forget about the Disney uh, link. Yeah. What, what, what was that show called? Was it the, it's not the was it the Jonas Brothers or what, whatever it was? Um, catching up with the junk. I don't know. I actually watch a lot of Disney. 
and I don't know oh, if that's did, creepy or not, but I, no, I mean, so I used to go to sleep. You used to. No, well, so <clears throat> I have a very vivid memory of when I would visit my parents' house, visit home, which is, you know, my safe place. And I would watch TV to go to sleep there. And I remember my TV wasn't on the wall yet. So this probably, I, I actually remember, <clears throat> sorry. I've really fallen off since the interview. I remember um, finding out we got Osama bin Laden. Um, so right around those years, you're like, that's what? a little bit you're of like, Jesus Craig. Craig. That's a little long. That's a long time ago. Okay. Well, I would go to sleep watching the show that used to play around like eleven o'clock, which was the girl played a twin sister, but it was actually just one girl. But it was like a show about two twin girls. Um, if my if sisters were if here, was, they'd be able to tell if you. There was ever seconds. a time to like cut a segment where like Craig's just rambling. You're like, "What are you talking about?" And usually it's Austin rambling. So this is well, so my honorary like, Austin. Hannah Montana. Oh my god, there's so many throwback no, shows that I used to watch. The ones very athletic and the ones an actress. Um, the ones very athletic. I mean, they're they're twin. There is. Hold on, twin. People are yelling at their radio right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. Live and Maddie. Live and Maddie. Like, even I, hold on. I gotta look this. Yeah. Up. Live and Maddie. And they had like a a that one and um the one where she's a nanny of like you know a really rich family. Um, but the kid died from that show, which is really sad. Um, that's the one that's on all the time now. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He was in like that Grown Ups movie, right? With like Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had. Like, anyway, sometimes I put on the Disney Channel because it's soothing at night. He had, oh yeah, I mean, I got Disney Plus. But I now laugh tracks bother me. Yeah, I was watching a sitcom day that I used to watch all the time in high school and my college, my college years, and then I kind of like stopped because it's like a laugh track, like every other joke. I'm like, yeah. come on, it's overused. Like, it's overused. It's overused. Like I get it occasionally, but. An overused live track bothers me. That's gonna, definitely, I guess, as you would call an ick for TV shows yeah, for me right now. Fuck, I hate that. That because it's got it's such a severe. Where I'm closing out my tabs right now, like Disney show with two twin girls. That's not great. <laughs> Next to the Jonas Brothers, and like, um, it's gonna end up on a, a neighborhood watch list. Yeah, soon. yeah the, whoever watches my computer is like, what on earth is he doing? Um. Yeah, ick is such a serious thing. I actually told Paige this the other day. I was like, you guys are desensitizing the word. The ick is a real thing where you're with someone and out of nowhere and you can't plan it and you can't control it. You just don't like them anymore. And everything that they do bothers you. And there's no way to get over it. So now they use it in a way that says like, oh, this well, gives bothers- me the it's ick. It's like a pet peeve is an ick. Yes, they're starting to say pet peeves are icks, where in reality, if you get the ick about someone, there, that's it. Finito, it's done. Yeah, there's things I don't like, but there's things that, then there's things that I, that I'll, I can't just, uh, it's over with. Like, there's things, whether it's in the bedroom or just in public, wherever we're doing things, there's things that bother me, yeah. and then there's things that, and I guess there's non-negotiable. See, to me, if you got the ick with someone, it just meant that you, 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 you were disgusted by them. Like they could be a wonderful, amazing person and not do anything wrong, but you're like, I fucking hate this person. So things can like also give you this, just ick. like to the individual, not like something you already have like predetermined. Well, I think 
I think that's where the difference is for me, where there are things that are non-negotiables and things that if someone does is probably going to lead you to not be there. But the ick to me is always like you had no good reason to stop liking someone. Like you had three solid weeks with someone and everything's great and they're doing everything right and they check all the boxes and the ick is for me, that's what the ick is. When all of a sudden you wake up one day and you just don't yeah, like it. What's the ick there? Well, that's, that's is it like a it's certain an thing un- that happens. Yeah. It's, 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 you, you, it's non, um, it's so non-material. Like, oh, this is over. Yeah. And, but there's nothing you can do about it. You don't choose that. They just go in to brush their teeth one morning or they're eating breakfast with you. And you're like, I fucking hate this person. And you're like, they well, but didn't. is that an, but is that the ick though? Or is that something else? To me, that's what getting the ick is, is that oh. first, no good reason. Your brain has just switched off liking this person. That happens all the time for me. Well, that to me is the ick. So Leonardo DiCaprio, it's the age 25. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you'd be like, this girl did everything right. She's, you know, for, 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 if he wants a girl in shape, she brushes her teeth. You know, she's a non-smoker. Like she like knows how to swim, whatever it may be. Like she's check. She, the ick to me is when they check every single box, but you just don't like them and you can't force yourself to like someone that you don't. So to me, that's what getting the ick was, was like after a couple of weeks, if you were dating someone, all of a sudden you were like, I'm sorry. But like, I mean, I never said that, but you're like, I, I just don't like this person anymore. That's the, it's not you. It's me phase. Yeah. And so that, breakup. yes. And that's why I hate hearing like, oh, well, the ick this and gave me the ick here because I'm yeah, like, see, I'm with you there. I, but my thing is I recently just learned the word ick. Like I never computed for because me it's like a cursed satanic thing like it's not something you wish on anyone so now it's being used as being like oh if you chew with your mouth open i'll get the ick i get it but i guess a very long story told medium length is to me the original ick is if they don't do anything wrong and you are originally attracted to them and your brain chemistry just shuts down and all of a sudden you're not attracted to them anymore and everything that they do bothers you Innocent uh, things that they do bother you. That's my, cool? that's my al- alternative definition to what the girls are saying these days. Yeah. I by guess the girls, I mean, mine, me, I guess is what they're saying are icks, but that's, I would agree with you. An ick is bigger than just something that bothers me. Mine is, there a, are things that bother me that shut me off completely. Right. And I guess that's what they're saying. Are icks. Now for me, it's a, it's a state of mind for them. They're, but see the way that they're using it, you're doing something wrong. The way that I always used it, the person did nothing wrong. Your brain just like switched off liking them. Um, so I guess both are right. Um, well, you know, I hear what you're saying though, because it is now. Well, this is a Nick. This is yeah. a Nick. This is a like, Nick. oh, like, if they clip, have- yeah, if they clip their toenails on a plane, like that's the, that gives me the ick. That's kind oh, of a different use. That's than, icky. Yeah. Like that's. That's you deserve. You deserve to have the ick if you do that. Um, yeah, agree. I did just take off my shoes on a plane the other day, though. But I had socks Ooh. on. See, I don't know how I feel about that because I can still smell. If you have smelly feet, that pisses me off right there. I'm not. I'm not up for that because if I can get any whiff, yeah, that's that 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 would. That I had new me. socks Unless on. You're sitting alone. No, we were we were up front. Me and Paige were coming back from Arizona. We were in. 
But so you, know, you were sitting with Paige. I was sitting you with You were just Paige. sitting with ne- next to some random person. No, I wouldn't have done it. No, I won't. It was a long flight, four and a half hours. And I, what I do is I rest, I take my shoe, my feet out of my shoes and I rest my feet on top of my shoes. They act as like a little pillow for my feet. Mm, okay. Yeah, and I I only because it was things. dark so no one could see it. All right. You but see, you know you're doing something dirty there. Yeah, if, I know. Uh, <laughs> but here's my thing. What if I just had flip-flops on, you know? It's basically so, like my feet being out. Do you know the uh, – so here's well, a question you fly a lot. Yeah. So oh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Shipnuck. He's a golf rider. Okay. Um, he, he, he tweeted today he was on a plane, and the guy next to him was coughing – Packing up a loogie of like just snotting everywhere. Yeah. He goes, it's not a COVID thing. He goes, at what point do you ask somebody to put a mask on? Like, or can you just not do that on a plane if they're just like coughing relentlessly on you? I mean, I, I, I don't, me personally would never do that. Right. I just, I, so I can't answer for everyone, but me personally, there will never, ever, ever be a situation um, like take COVID out of it. Yeah, and, like, I, and that's what he goes. This isn't a COVID thing. I don't even want the. I just don't think it's something that you're entitled to ask someone. Um, I think you can ask them to cover their mouth. Uh, I yeah, but you just gotta hope that it doesn't happen to you, you know? Or like yeah, put your face that, in like, your goes, shirt. What's the protocol here? Because what is the protocol? I think you here. Here's if this is how I would handle it. If it got to that point, I would go up like I was using the bathroom and I would tell the flight attendant to go back and ask him. And she usually will, or she or he um, usually will be like, Hey sir, if you're not feeling well, like, do you mind putting a mask on or something like that? But it's got to come from someone with a little bit of authority. Yeah, it can't be the guy you're sitting next to no. for the rest of the flight. I mean, I, they're just gonna, they're just gonna, if they're nice about it, they're just going to brush it off as alleg- allergies or they're just going to turn into a whole thing. Yeah. I've, I've had some, some horror stories, both sides, but I'm glad we're back to, well, apparently just because someone said it's not a thing now, it's, it's not a thing. Um, but, uh, let's take a, uh, I'm sorry for rambling everyone listening. It's <laughs> Hopefully you got a kick out of it. We're going to take a quick, um, one, one last commercial break and then we're going to answer, uh, some questions because why not? All right. Love you guys. Let's hear a little bit more from our good friend, Jordan McGraw. Our new best friend. What's your favorite best? Uh, it is uh, Bad Days is my favorite. And it's about getting hangovers. I know what that's like. This is Bad Days by Jordan McGraw. I got a skateboard, but I still can't skate. Take. I started thinking about a bunch of old mistakes. Like when I slip my pants, in, I still feel like shit. Cause I fixed my back. I feel like you would tell me to put a mask on right now. <laughs> well, I just wouldn't be there. I wouldn't come to your house if you were sick. Sneezing. Um, Build up that. Have mask. you ever done that before? Uh, taking a put done lemonade or not lemonade, uh, champagne and Gatorade before? No. What is that? I don't know what it's called, but I've done it before. It's actually pretty tasty. For what reason? 
just a mixed drink, changing it up. That's oh, what he said. I've done Tucker. Wait, what? <clears throat> oh, he says it in the song. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, uh, I take on my bad days. I think I, I drink uh, cheap champagne. Oh, and I might do that. I honestly, I might do it this week for, uh, you know, on it as a high five to Jordan. He was great. He was just a chill fucking dude. It reminds me of, you know, Scotty and Lego yeah, no. and Jack. Like we, I think, well, I can't wait to golf with him, but, um, I, so the Gatorades electrolytes gets it in your bloodstream faster. That's like Tucker Max's death mix, uh, which was a big thing when I was in college, Red Bull, red Gatorade and vodka. And man, that sent you to the moon. Ours was just uh, f bombs from a bar in Salem. It was uh, cherry brunettes or fruit punch brunettes and Red Bull. And yeah, like those- yeah. Christopher, my brother does grape bombs all the time or cherry yeah. bombs, <laughs> and it's grape vodka and Red Bull or cherry vodka and Red Bull. Is that where yeah. he got it from? He does them in Ocean yeah, City. So they're yeah, it's from Roanoke. So they're f bombs. <gasps> well, they had grape bombs too, but the f bombs were with the fucking cherry brunettes. And oh my god, it was like drinking Nyquil. Yeah, the grape <laughs> bomb. I, I've had a couple grape bombs at Fagers in Ocean City, yeah. Maryland. So that's um, where he gets it from. Let me let me run down some of the most popular topics that we heard from y'all this week. Also, go to our Instagram page, Pillows and Beer, and click on our link in our profile. Leave us some video message. We want to hear from you. Ask us any question on there. We'll play your clip, or you can ask us not to play your clip. We would just love to be face-to-face with our friends, best friends. And we're working on getting the phone line set up. I know we've been saying that for a while, but Nick... But this is well, this is no. The best it's thing. not the same. It's not the but same. It, they don't like when you call into a radio show. You know what they're talking about. We just have to like have set up like times for them just uh, say, hey, we're going live. That's fair. Well, one day we'll be able to give them a topic. But yeah, I really like my podcasting voice right now. I got my own. <laughs> uh, okay, people want your take on the Murdoch trial. Um, I need to do a little more research. Uh, I just do because it was so close to home. I've kind of, um, it seemed like a stressor for me of, you know, how intense everything was because I remember the news stories coming out. Uh, the crimes are pretty, um, you know, brutal. The alleged crimes are heinous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, 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 the end result of whatever happened is really bad. Um, and for the same reason that I don't watch crime shows, unlike my mom and my girlfriend and every other woman I know in my life, I was um, gonna say probably half most of our listeners. I am I'm uh, I'm a scaredy cat, and there's a reason I you know only worked for the public defender one summer. Uh, anyway, I will do some research. I'll give you my opinion. Um, you know, I can. I'm legally allowed to give. You know my opinion, just like any like analyst on television or correspondent. It's not legal advice. Anyway, man, I'm rambling today. Thankfully I didn't do it with our guests. That's the whole key. Um, but yes, I won't be a, uh, I won't be a wussy and I will, I will have an opinion on the Murdoch trial next week. Something that I have never shared before. That's a good one. Um, Probably my tics and my um, OCD and my routines. Uh, I talk about it in my book, so that counts, but I've never really talked about it in public. But I didn't realize that it was a thing that a lot of people went through until watching MTV True Life. I have, I don't know, compulsive behavior or something. But um, when I was younger, I was bullied a lot, and it manifested itself into 
uh, ticks and routines. Fortunately, they weren't involuntary, but they were close. So I went to doctors and got my head hooked up to probes when I was little because no one could figure out what was wrong with me. Um, one day I'll share some of my routines, but my bedtime routine got, I mean, at one point it was like, took me like 45 minutes to go to bed and I used to just cry cause it was just like so exhausting. And then you never realize it because I wasn't, I think I was in high school or college when I saw the true life and I was like, and there's no way to ever know that it's a thing because I never talked about it. Cause you think you're fucking crazy, but like anyone listening that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Basically, if you've ever seen someone hit a light switch three times when they leave a room, that is a routine. If you don't do it, yeah, it's OCD. And if you don't do it, you're, you convince yourself something bad will happen. You can make it all the way to your car and just be like, why, what does it cost for me to do it? So you'll run back in and do it. And it's really hard to break. Unfortunately, they're usually a lot worse than that. And sometimes, um, you know, can be dangerous. Like you have to like blink a certain amount of times when you're driving, which is scary or, you know, shake your head or, you know, a lot of people huff. Um, it's, it's something interesting to go into, but if any of these things ring a bell, you know, I still I fight looking under my bed at night and no, I don't think monsters are under there, but it is a ritual. And I will tell you that when you find someone that loves you for who you are, um, which I was pretty blessed, um, with that, with my past, relationships but when you find someone that you're comfortable enough with and like you know Paige thinks they're kind of like cute it actually helps because your tics go away because you don't feel that pressure but if you are with someone that tells you to stop they fucking like if you feel the pressure to not like a lot of times I'll clear my clear my throat or um make sinus sounds and uh if you're worried that you aren't allowed to do them that's all you can think about. So you're not alone out there. And, uh, it's a lot more common than you think. Do you have OCD night? Uh, with some stuff. I mean, with what you're talking about, if you watch the new show on Apple TV shrinking, one of the patients on that has what he's talking about. Really? What she has. Have you not watched the show yet? It's so no, good. I you, kept it on. I hold. think you'll like it. Okay. I will. I wanted, well, Paige gets here this week. Um, well, that'll be good. I want to watch there's it together. Six episodes now. There's so you'll um, have some good to binge. I mean, there's some darker ones that I I used to have. I mean, there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got some dark things. We don't need to go down. No, but I'm saying like routines. Like you know, you your mind is uh can become your enemy. And I'll tell you that when I stopped taking, so I had beat them in college, and then when I started taking Adderall, they came back. And uh, when I stopped taking Adderall, I'm in control of them. Fortunately. Um, you can just, Mine is more of is just if I see like a picture that's crooked, it drives no matter where I am. If I'm at a restaurant, I'll go like across the restaurant and fix it. Yeah, because no. that's all I'll look at the rest of the night. Yeah. A lot of people have it with cleaning. Um, you know, there's I'll 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 keep track of mine this week as someone that has considered themselves to have beaten them because mine are very because um, I can live with them now. And uh, they don't take away from my life. If they do take away from your life, talk to someone. Um, but, you know, it's just the way I shut doors now or where I have to look before bed. And, I, you know, I do it in a way that I can do it on my walk to bed. And I only have to leave my room like a couple, you know, silly stuff. But <laughs> anyway, that's on the list of topics. And it's a good question. But that is something that I really don't talk about. Um, um, that took a little longer than I thought. Let's do... A question and 
Wedding season is coming up. There's a wedding in April and I have a plus one, but do not have a significant other. Should I bring someone or fly solo? Great question. Excuse me. Uh, A lot of people these days only give someone a plus one if uh, you are dating someone. Um, But if you were given a plus one, it's totally up to you. I have taken Austin as my plus one to a good friend's wedding. Um, The thing with taking a... Geez, politically correct. Not even... I want to be inclusive. I was going to say that the the benefit of bringing a same sex person but basically the the benefit of bringing someone who is the opposite sex of someone that you like so if you like girls bring a boy if you like boys bring a girl the the good thing about that is that you can still find someone at the wedding and hook up because you're not bringing a date you're just bringing a friend i bring a wingman yeah you're bringing a wingman or a wing girl so i think that's a cheat um and if your friends are cool with that then do that if not I mean, weddings are great places to meet people and you can be like, well, what if everyone else brings a date? It's not going to happen. I mean, I've been to a couple of the last few weeks and some really pretty people who you thought would have like a date, some very available, like, I mean, like, I don't know how you feel about Corey, but like, you know, well, I don't know Corey's really relationship status i'm just saying like people like Corey were there i don't know if that's a good example there were some girls there that were very like eligible girls and if people would have not brought you know someone that they didn't like that much um you would have met someone however if you are dating if if you are seeing someone that you like weddings can be a really fun date uh especially if the person's cool so I wouldn't be scared to be lonely. I would go, if you have someone you really want to take that's in mind, ask them. But if not, fly solo. And you're going to have a blast. If not, if you take someone that you're not dating to a wedding, who's not just a friend, it's going to ruin the wedding for you. And everyone else's time. Because they're going to be like, we don't want to get to know someone that you're not dating. It's a waste of time. We're never going to see this person again. And also, you're going to be like, wow, I now have to entertain this person when I could just be living my best single life. And you're probably going to meet someone there that you wish you were with. So that's my wedding advice. Nick, was that your question? No, it wasn't. No, I don't remember. I don't get a plus one to my cousin's wedding. Did it it make sense though? No. Yeah, I think so. Although my cousin's wedding there literally, I asked her, she goes, well, your sister will be single, Nick. And that's it. (laughs) And I was like, damn. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you can use it as a good date if you want, but if you don't really like the person, then just go single. It'll be fun. Yeah. You're going to have a I'm blast. Also do, I'm also doing the wedding. Like, I got ordained and everything. She's all pissed oh, at me cool. because I haven't written anything yet. And it's in a month. I'm like, I got I got time. Oh, when is the right time to say I love you? That's a good one. Um, Maybe we'll wait till next week. Um, well, yeah, some of these I added Austin. in in case we had a that's special a, host hopping on or not. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, Paige was coming on. She almost came on. Um. When is the right time to? Yeah, I love you. All right, I'm gonna. I think it's when you when you feel like it. When I, you know, you know. And yeah. if she and if and if you actually love her and you think she loves you, if you say it, you're you'll know if she actually likes you or not. You, yeah, it's like, can I? I think with Paige, I was like, can I tell you something like weird? You're playing chicken, pretty much. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, just say it. And well, I'm so like, I read I that guys I love you? and she was like, girls. Yeah, they do. Well, they know, but like whether you say it. And then she was like, yeah, of course I love you, dummy. Like, you know, like that's usually the answer back is, of course I love you, dummy. I'm just waiting for you to say thank you. Then you're in trouble. Um, But I'll give a more 
extensive answer on that next week. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in this week. I hope you had fun. I had a wonderful time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our guest, Jordan McGraw. Download his album, Bort, B-O-R-T, um, on the 31st. Check out his songs. Really cool cat. Uh, Nick, thank you as always. And we will see you back here next week. Cheers, everyone. I used to know you like the back of my hand. Your favorite color and your favorite band. What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini yeah, it's fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.